We hear it time and time again. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is everything. How do we execute well on an idea? In the early stages of a startup, one critical element for success is focus. Focus on the core feature or features that users will initially come to your product for. What is the one thing someone will choose your product for over someone else? In our fourth episode, I sit down with founder and CEO of DataCoral, Raghu Murthy, and founders Uma and Vedant of the early stage startup Inquibo. We discuss the necessity of idea validation and feature prioritization. Inquibo, a first of its kind platform for social reading and e-commerce, is about to enter early beta stage testing. To follow along their startup, find them on LinkedIn by searching for Inquibo, I-N-C-R-I-B-O, or on Instagram, at Inquibo. Additionally, to find the incredible B2B business that Ragu has built over the past five years, discover the powerful data solutions they offer at scale at datacoral.com. Let's head over to the episode. I would love to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves um, so that we can all just hear a little bit about each other and uh, our backgrounds. Um, Ragu, this is my first time meeting you. I've talked with uh, Vedant and uh, Uma before, and they're, they're awesome people. I'll give them the stage to describe themselves <laughs> about how awesome they are. Um, but I'd love to start with you, Ragu, if you want, if you could give us a quick introduction of who you are and what you're working on. Yeah, so I'm uh, 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 I'm the founder and CEO of Data Coral. I've been doing that for about five years now. Uh, and uh, prior to that, I've been an engineer by training. I've been doing disparate systems and databases for over 20 years now. So. Uh, uh, these past five years, basically applying those learnings to uh, uh, get customers and uh, kind of build out a business. That's awesome. Uh, and we were actually connected through uh, a joint connection, Janisa. Um, how, how do you know Janisa? Have you worked with her in the past or are you guys just, uh, ha- have you made connections over LinkedIn over time? Yeah, so actually my head of marketing, Rebecca, uh, she's the one who uh, kind of got Janisa on board. And uh, uh, Janisa has been helping us on kind of marketing ops and things like that. So Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, Janisa is fantastic. I just had her on a different podcast episode um, with a a different founder based out of Belgium. And so, um, yeah, super excited to to have this conversation that will probably be pretty similar uh, in terms of what we're talking about. Um, So Vedant, Uma, I'd love to uh, pass the time to you guys. Um, Let's hear a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you're working on. Uh, so I'm Vedant. Uh, presently, I'm, I'm in my final year of college, and also like uh, with Uma, I'm here uh, working on Incredible uh, now nowadays. And um, yeah, uh, I, I live in Indore, but uh, we I, we have reunited here in Bangalore to work. Uh, so yeah, that's about it. Keeping it brief. Awesome. I'm an alumni of Christ University, and. Uh, uh, I have been working on Incubo since 2019. Uh, I come from a non-coding uh, background, so it took me way longer than Vedant to catch up with all the coding and all of those things. Uh, I had to educate myself and I had to really hone my skills to uh, prove 
uh, that I am passionate about whatever we are doing here at Incubo and that if you don't set a good example as a leader, then it'll be incredibly difficult for others to be convinced of your vision. So I felt like before I ask anybody else to do any tasks for me, I felt like I should show them that, you know, it is worth the effort. So I felt, so that is where I come from. And yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, you both made reference to, to Incubo, the project that you're working on, um, and that you've even been working on it for the past couple of years, since 2019, and you, you've had to go through quite the journey uh, to work on it to the extent that you have. Uma, whether that's in your instance, learning how to code. Vedant, did, did you teach yourself how to code as well? Or did you kind of come from a more technical background? I'm, I'm doing computer science uh, uh, as my uh, major in my uh, you know uh, undergraduate uh, in, uh, college and uh, but uh, web dev was completely new to me and uh, at that state of incredible uh, we were required to have website so uh, I also learned but I had little bit help but uh, yeah it was interesting it was very um, it was a very adventurous journey, like managing college and incredible having exams and working on the website so yeah. That's awesome. So what I want to do now, um, so that we can give our audience uh, an insight into what Incubo is, uh, Uma, I shared your pitch in the past uh, on Pitchit's uh, social media networks. Um, so uh, those who have followed along at least that far in the journey have potentially had exposure to your pitch. Um, but I'd love to give Ragu and then also myself uh, just the chance to reorient uh, hear your pitch. Um, maybe you've made some progress in it or refined it a little bit more. Um, so without further ado, let's let's hear what Increbo is, uh, if you guys wouldn't mind sharing your elevator pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think maybe i let him take over because last time I spoke. Sure. However you guys want to do it. Uh, I think we can definitely do it whatever way you want. So uh, basically like um, the whole... Uh, ebook industry like whole booking experience has been a little bit like you know we have to uh you, you are alone in reading like you know your reading experience is alone so we thought of uh, why not like uh, including much more connection by in this process so that's why uh, like uh, we came up with this idea of uh, why not include e-commerce ebooks with the social media aspect so that was our core uh, basic concept uh, where we are come where we are coming from and uh, then we built on built on top of that. We thought of adding more tools, uh, more AI tools in it to help uh, writers write the books in a proper and very easy manner. Like uh, if they are um, writing an ebook and if they want a suggestion or if they are facing a writer's block, we have uh, some functionality as Aurora which can help them through it. Uh, if a person is reading a book, there is a chat board with, with which it can talk about that ebook and have that experience like a close. And, also with the functionality like timelines, uh, people can read together, there are chats, forums, and uh, uh, I think the thing that I really like is uh, tagging. So tagging people in their books. So uh, if you're reading a particular passage and you're like, oh, this reminds me of my friend. So you, just, you can just tag your friend in that. So it just adds much more uh, dimensions to the whole uh, reading uh, experience. So in short, that's what Incredible is. And um, the thing is, um, there's many expect that we will grow, we, like we have a vision to grow into. Like um, the whole reading experience will be broadened. Uh, it will be easier for people who are just uh, thinking like, you know, I want to read the ebook, but they read the books, but, like, uh, but they're not able to complete it. 
so they have their friends to accompany with them and also new writers will be uh, can join the platform because there there are many tools which can assist them to write so yeah in short that is what they want to add something uh, i mean we are doing a lot more with regards to gpt3 as well <laughs> so i mean you know about it but i don't know if raghu is aware of it so just to kind of give a heads up on the ai aspect of it uh, he spoke about the social uh, media and the social networking dynamics uh, that go into our application the uh, ai aspect is that we are harnessing the private beta of gpt3 technology and uh, we are building uh, two incredibly ambitious uh, softwares one called as aurora and the other as amicus Amicus, the ultimate aim with uh, the chatbot is to make the whole user uh, shopping experience on an e-commerce platform completely transformable into voice shopping as compared to what you have now with clicking like add to cart and then clicking on the cart button and then going to the cart page and viewing your basket and reviewing it and then making the payment and all of that. to kind of completely automate the process for better user experience and we feel like amicus is a software that has potential in a more b2b area as compared to b2c as well so that is one thing and then when it comes to uh, aurora uh, it's like imagine uh, writing 50 pages of your thoughts in a journal or if you are writing a story or uh, even if you are writing a news article for a very big news company newspaper company and you are not able to come up with a conclusion for it or you are not sure on how to proceed with it imagine having a tool like aurora which will analyze your sentiments and the way you have written those 50 lines or 50 pages and then ending it for you and completing the story for you like it it we are trying to build aurora with the vision that it seamlessly blends uh with a human uh writing experience such that when a reader reads the whole thing they are not able to differentiate where the human stops and where the software ai uh, starts you know it has to blend so seamlessly so that is the aim and goal with aurora and then we have another thing called as red which is for fake uh, review detection uh, we are also following uh, nlp and uh, wit.ai to build that out but yeah like we are really excited about the ai aspect of uh, enriching the whole ebook market Okay, awesome. Thank you for those additions. Uh, and Raghu, just just for you, so so you kind of know how I'm thinking about this. Um, since uh, we brought you into the conversation, uh, they've heard a lot of what I've had to say for a lot of the stuff that they've given already. I always want to uh, pass you the mic first, um, so that you can uh, jump in and and express a lot of the thoughts that you're having uh, as we're learning more and more about Increbo, um, so that they can really benefit from that perspective that you have from everything that you're doing at Data Coral as well. Um, so I'd love to to pass the time over to you. Uh, hear your thoughts um, on on whatever portion of that you'd like to tackle, whether it's as a whole or or an individual segment, and then we can kind of just go from there. Yeah, I just had a couple of uh, questions, I guess. So, how big are you guys? And also, what do you have that's out there already? Uh, do you have a product that's out there getting usage? Like, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, presently, we are a team of three. Uh, we just uh, recently hired an intern, so we are uh, 
focusing more on the development of ai aspects that i just spoke about with uh, him and he's working more closely with him and we have uh, we are just done with uh, the bug fixing with regards to our mvp so we are just about to go into private beta but we do have the wireframes ready for display cool so uh, uh, then i think like i was just trying to get a sense for how far along you guys are right so i think there's like some really awesome ideas in all the things that you you're uh, trying to achieve what i i'm trying to understand is what is the one reason why somebody would use you guys versus all the other things that are around right so they should is there like one thing where uh incubo is the place to go for this one thing so this is about who are you targeting as in like who is your uh, uh, there's this whole notion of personas right so who are you targeting and why do you believe that they'll be the ones who will come because we can say okay the entire population of readers and writers but then that becomes like fairly broad but do you have uh, a sense for uh, who would be most attracted to incribo as soon as you put it out there uh presently with regards to the mvp that we have built out i think uh, the targeted audience will be the readers uh, and considering that we are in a pandemic and it's a global thing that we are going through and it's not restrictive to countries or regions uh, the fact that if you need a book and you are unable to actually get one physically uh contributes a lot towards the exponential growth in the ebook industry and the ebook market and it is also kind of highly environmental conscious and environmental friendly as a market so if you will be asking about who what is that one thing uh it depends on which aspect of incubo you are selling to the person in the conversation uh e-commerce aspect is just buying the ebook the social networking aspect is all the features that we spoke about and the actual benefit of it if you want uh, as a reader or a writer then probably the gpt3 will be more uh, useful for them but uh, in private beta we are focusing on gaining a lot of readers and showing that we have really good content and to show that we are something unique from amazon kindle or barnes and noble or kobo or smashwords or all these uh, other uh, competitors and to be like we have some extra edge and a unique selling proposition with regards to our uh, goals of uh, gpt3 and the social media aspect okay I, so one of the things that comes to mind there and we've kind of touched on this a little bit before and ragu i think uh, that your questions are are very pertinent to it as well um the the question that i have is when i look at everything that you guys are presenting for incribo um which i i love all of the components that you talked about i think they're very relevant i think that they're um they're good solutions to problems that i think uh people do have right like i i do feel like the reading experience can be kind of a social in one sense right like a, or maybe not a social but it can be uh a ingest first then socialize later uh, experience which is one of the things that that we've talked about uh and i like how um even though that's not being circumvented completely there still is an aspect of you know you read this you follow a timeline but it does bring social media and social features into that world which i think is a really good value proposition for a lot of people and i think that there are core groups of people at first um that would be you know your bread and butter or your 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 core target audience so to speak the 
where I get hung up though is, you know, I, I look at you guys, I look what you're doing. Uh, you, you mentioned that you just brought on an intern um, and it seems like you're, um, you're spreading yourselves out very thin uh, over the things that you would like to build and offer. That, maybe that's just my interpretation of it, right? So you mentioned everything you want to do with Aurora. Um, what was the, is it Amicus? Amicus. Amicus? Amicus. Amicus. A-M-I-C-U-S. Okay, Amicus. Um, and then all of like the social features that make up like what I perceive to be the core of Increbo as well. I think it's it's good to be able to to work on a bigger vision and work on other features. Um, I think the 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 big thing to decide and understand, and maybe you guys already have this in your mind. Uh, in which case, just help us bridge that gap as well. What is like the if you had to put everything off to the side for a year, for two years? What's the first thing that you're building to get traction with Increbo that creates that core user base? We will be focusing more on the social networking aspect because with the situation that we are all dealing with right now, uh, it, we couldn't have asked for a better time for launching because it's not just about you know uh, the market and it's not just then you talk about different things of being isolated and being away and not socializing so much. Uh, you also kind of go into that black hole loop of depression. So you you kind of feel incredibly disconnected with all the negativity. So if we were if we were put off for like one or two years and if we were have we had to come back to build a few things or maybe one or two things, it would definitely be the social networking aspect right now and we don't want to project or present ourselves as uh, social media players like what Facebook and Twitter have done because firstly we are no way um, near to those big players like we cannot even fathom right now at the stage that we are in to even talk about that uh, the market capture that they have had so right now all we can do is that we're offering something new we're offering something different like you will not have your typical instagram or twitter or facebook uh, way of uh, connecting with people but here you will have to actually if you want to connect with people you'll actually have to go through books and you know uh, to actually make an effort to kind of like get into that zone of uh, choosing and trying to build out some habits. So if somebody is like, I, I'm in a lockdown and I'm in home quarantine and I can't do anything for 21 days, it's always a great app to pick up and just start uh, reading a book so that you can also connect with other people. So uh, we focus on the social networking aspect. Okay. And that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, I think uh, in the conversations that we've had to focus on that as the core offering uh, will be not only beneficial to that core offering, right? It, it allows you to, to hone in and focus on something. And naturally when something gets more of your focus, I think it can be made even better, um, but it'll be beneficial to your consumers as well because they're benefiting from that increased focus that you guys are putting into uh, you know, that, that core bag of features that you're developing or maybe even have developed as your MVP. Um, so one of the, the questions that I want to ask now that we've kind of had that discussion around what you guys perceive to be as your, your, your biggest core offering to consumers, what you're trying to get out there in front of them. Um, how far along are you in that development currently? Um, is it like, uh, would, 
Uh, we talked about private beta, I think, in a previous discussion where you, you felt like you were getting kind of close to exposing a few users. Um, how, how are you standing with that today? Uh, presently, we are in this uh, kind of like a partial or temporary dead end where we have lots of bugs to fix and uh, we've got those feedbacks uh, and we are uh, focusing on that. Uh, we have like two or three remaining errors done, uh, you know, to be done. So probably by tonight or tomorrow, it will be done and we can actually go uh, forward with the private beta and uh, we can offer uh, the links to more and more people with a little more confidence that the user experience will be more seamless and smooth on our platform. Okay. Go ahead, Raghu. No, I just wanted to know, like, is it a mobile app? Is it, uh, do I go to like a website? Like, how do I... Uh, Get to we have built it with the uh, stack and uh, we're trying to uh, overcome the whole uh, play store policy with the pwa uh, so uh, right now because we have built it with monstack it's uh, available uh, just as uh, you know encrypto.com and uh, for private beta we'll uh, be giving out the private links for uh, tested uh, users and interested users but uh, yeah, right now it's just a website or uh, yeah, something of that sort. Yeah, so I think uh, uh, a lot of uh, what will end up happening is that as you start releasing it to a few people, like you're finding that, okay, there are some bugs and stuff, right? That is absolutely natural. So there is no uh, need to uh, kind of worry about it. Like you'll be fixing bugs like as soon as you add a feature there'll be like a bunch more bugs that you'll have to fix so that's never a that's like this unending kind of story but the thing that i would uh, basically suggest is to try and put it out there as soon as possible and get as many uh, people as you can like initially friends and family right so have them try it out give you feedback about what is useful what is not useful make sure that you are constantly kind of learning how your app or how your product is being used. Um, so then what is going to happen is that you will naturally uh, realize that there is a lot more work to be done than there are hours in the day. So you will have to prioritize, right? And that is the reason why you will have to have a very crisp answer for what is the one reason why somebody would come to Incrivo. Otherwise, you already know you, you want to do like multiple things which are fairly varied, right? You're building a product, you're doing the whole G, uh, uh, GPT-3 thing. Um, so what will, uh, uh, what will help you is to focus on like what you have put out there and how is it being used. And if you're finding that you're getting feedback about like 10 different things, you have to always be able to go back to the answer to the question, what is the one reason why people should come to Increbo? And that will help you prioritize what features you will fix. It will help you prioritize what features to enhance, right? And just as a natural thing, because you're kind of a really small team, the most important thing that you will have to uh, kind of decide on is the priority of things, right? So you can't do everything at the same time. So what is the order in which you want to build things? And the more you build that's based on 
feedback that you get from real users or like people other than your team, the better chance it has of appealing to more people. And then you'll start realizing there are some kinds of people, maybe certain age groups are more uh, interested in this type of an experience than other age groups. Maybe uh, you're finding that people are interested in certain genres of uh, uh, kind of books are interested in this type of kind of social uh, reading, let's say, because that's the first thing that you're, uh, that you're doing. Maybe there are book clubs. So I was just kind of looking up, there are, there are, very few pieces of software that that are available for book clubs. So probably familiar with it. It's a book clubs is the uh, uh, is the ultimate. I guess at least what I know of as a social reading experience, other than maybe school, right? So where uh, there's a group of people who are kind of following along in the, in pretty much the same pace in a given book, let's say. Right. So then you'll start trying to figure out. Okay, are book clubs better? Uh, suited uh, for kind of what you're offering or maybe in in a school setting where there's like a bunch of uh, students who are reading uh, reading one book and they want to exchange notes or whatever and you're making it super easy to do that so again very very different products same idea right but for you to be able to nail any one of those things down you will have to put something out there so you will have to uh, uh, kind of get enough people to try it out so that you start kind of navigating, okay, where do I want to spend more time? Which, why is it that Incribo is the product that is going to solve the problem? What is unique about Incribo? Right? Because that is what you're trying to find, right? I mean, there's thousands or maybe millions of apps that are out there. The question is, what will get people to kind of search out uh, search for in Prebo or like if they're trying to find some kind of experience like either for a book club or whatever else they should be able to find in Prebo, right because there's enough people who have tried it out and said for this type of uh, experience or this type of use case I think in Prebo is really good and um, Raghu I'm going to have a question for you here in a second uh, I'm, ho I'm hoping you can share a little bit about um the steps that that you kind of went through uh, in in um, in a more detailed way, perhaps, uh, but abridged of how you were able to validate like what you're doing um, with uh, with data coral, because I think that's going to be very critical in, in identifying um, like that core audience that you want to validate the features against uh, as we try to like sift through uh, pertinent feedback versus impertinent feedback from those that we're like testing the idea against. But one comment that I wanted to add uh, in addition to your comments is, um, you know, uh, Vedant Uma, as you guys are going through and you, you're probably contemplating a lot of things, right? Like how do we get the business to scale? Um, how do we take it from something where it is today to this grand vision where it's incorporating like things like Aurora and Amicus uh, and anything else that you want, you want to include? Um, so many times we want to try to eat a whole elephant in one bite um, when all we can start with is just, uh, you know, a bite of a leg, uh, and, and we're, we're satisfied for the time being. And, um, and maybe that's a, that's a bad example. It's analogy that's often used here in the United States. Um, and so it was, it was the first thing that came to mind. Um, but, um, I think that it's absolutely okay to start niche, 
right? Like sometimes that's frowned upon and it's looked down upon that, oh, you're just targeting book clubs. That's it. Like maybe an investor might kind of scoff at that and be like, oh, a software for book clubs. Like who, who, who wants a software for book clubs? I think that's starting to drastically change. I think a lot of investors are starting to realize that traction comes uh, starting out in more niche scenarios and can grow from there. Uh, it's very much like the lean startup, vertical startup approach where you're starting at the lowest rung in the ladder and climbing up uh, and being able to do more as you climb up that ladder. Um, and so- Can I just add something? I'm so sorry to disturb you. No, no. Uh, no. Uh, it's just that uh, I don't understand the mindset if anyone says that, why aren't you targeting a bigger audience as compared to what we're targeting now with regards to a niche like ebook lovers or book readers. It is a niche. Uh, uh, there's no denying that. So like what I mean to say is that exactly like what you said, if you go into a completely saturated market, like a full on uh, e-commerce uh, industry or say uh, social networking industry completely. So if you at least focus on niche markets, you know that the loyalty will be more long-term than short-term. So even if there are 10 users that you get in a day or in a week, you know that if they really like your product, they want to stick with you till the very end of it. So as long as you're satisfying your customers, uh, you can, you know, slowly grow out of the niche. But actually, I think starting in a niche is a pretty good idea because there's always less competition to worry on and you can focus more on yourself and giving your own customers a really good uh, experience. Absolutely. And you, if you take Facebook as an example, um, this is one that I heard recently from a vertical startup um, standpoint, you know, Facebook started uh, for Harvard, uh, and it was just a, a network for Harvard students to connect uh, around things that they were doing together, right? And then they expanded from there. But if Facebook had only ever been something for Harvard, uh, I mean, it'd be great for Harvard and, and could still even be used for this day. But naturally, things can build it and you, you take that snowballing effect and that momentum and you figure out how can it expand from there. Um, and so I think it, it's great uh, to do what you're doing and to, to hone in and uh, focus on one thing, I think would be our admonition, right? Um, and um, once you can do that well in an existing niche, it becomes so much easier and, uh, and better, not only for your existing user base, but for you as well, to expand into adjacent territories. Raghu, I, I'd love to turn the time over to you because I think what's gonna be uh, important for Vedant and Uma, if you can provide any insight, is going to be the the continued business validation and customer audience like validation that they have to do at this point. So I'd love to hear a little bit about um, things that you did at Data Coral that you found successful that were helpful that that maybe have helped to to them as well. Yeah, so uh, Data Coral's journey was slightly different because I've been in this business in the industry for a while. Uh, know quite a bit of the kind of the problems. It's a B2B kind of business. It's uh, to sell to enterprises, not to uh, kind of uh, individual kind of consumers, but nothing beats putting something out there and getting feedback, right? So, so I used to work at Facebook back in the day and there was a saying that we used, which uh, uh, said code wins arguments, right? So you can, uh, debate forever about whether one idea is better than another idea. But the person who converted that idea into working code and put it out there and showed that it works, won the argument, even if their idea was not 
as good as somebody else's idea. Like ideas are a dime a dozen. So these are all kind of the cliches that you hear in the Valley, right? So it's like everybody has tons of ideas. It's all about execution that uh, that matters. Right? So the more time you're able to spend in putting something out there and testing things out, the better chance you have of kind of narrowing down what will actually be valuable. Awesome. Thank you for that. You know, from a, a business validation standpoint, Raghu, I think you hit the nail on the head as you were saying, first, you absolutely have to put something out there. Uh, Vedant, Uma, I think you guys are right on the cusp of that. If you haven't put stuff out there already, you're, you're getting dangerously close to doing so. Um, Raghu, one of the things that you mentioned that I really liked is uh, of that initial core, you know, feature set that you guys will be offering, there are going to be some that you'll probably get more feedback uh, on others, uh, where people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love the feature where I can comment uh, a specific person, friend or whatever, into a section of the book so that they can uh, see where I found something valuable, either on my behalf or on their behalf, right? Um, and so you'll want to really lean in uh, to that feedback that you're getting to figure out um, what features uh, you'll have to prioritize, right? Because there's gonna be a million bugs that you come across for, for the whole platform in general. Um, and so yeah. when you know which features are gonna be the most valuable, naturally you'll be able to, to set um, a structure for prioritization based on the features that are getting the most value. As far as like uh, selecting that audience that you're going after, naturally the, friend, the, the friends and family, just because they're in your pocket, in your backyard, uh, they're, they're a good one that you can immediately go to. Um, from there, uh, we hit on this a little bit, but I would say absolutely target um, some, some book clubs yourself, uh, or maybe even like a, a professor-led classroom or two. Um, it, a lot of professors write their own textbooks, at least in the US. Um, I, that, I know that that's all the knowledge that I have of a university system, but uh, probably where you are as well, professors write their own textbooks. And so from there, you even get leeway um, from a copyright perspective. You can have these professors say, hey, would you be willing to upload your textbook to Increbo and disperse it to your classroom that way? And then they get the benefit of all these social sharing features that they can participate in. Uh, and so I think that's another way that you could absolutely go. Yeah. Just wanted to say like, uh, uh, good luck with uh, everything. And I, I know it takes uh, quite a lot to get something out there and you guys are in, uh, are in for a great ride. So keep with it. Yes, thank you so much, Raghu. Thank you for your time. The insight that you've provided has been incredible. Um, I'm, I'm definitely walking away thank with some. So oh. Sorry, Uma and Vedant, we're, we're lagging kind of bad. So um, sorry if, uh, if I'm walking over you uh, with saying some stuff, but I'd love to give you guys a chance to um, say some closing words if you want, and then we'll close it out. Um, would you be open to uh, viewing the wireframes? We'll keep it quite short. Uh, I, I could definitely do that. So I'm going to have to to be hacky a little bit and I'm sorry for the inconvenience guys, but if you're cool, I can, I can spin up another zoom link and send that your way. Um, and we could spend okay. five minutes or so walking through the wireframes. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy to, as you kind of get a product out there and stuff like that, I'm happy to kind of uh, give you feedback uh, when I can. Thank, thank you. Sir. Thanks for tuning in to our fourth episode with Raghu, Uma, and Vedant. 
I'm building a platform for early stage startup discovery and growth here at Pitchit, and I'm always looking to connect to have great conversations with startup founders, advisors, and investors. Reach out to me at Pitchit World on Twitter or Instagram. And if you enjoyed our episode, make sure to follow us so you're always getting our most recent content. Cheers, keep building, keep hustling, and I'll see you on the next one.